funny, we get all caught up in every little thing that everybody says, especially when things aren't going well. We parse every syllable of it. I do it too. And it really doesn't matter. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Matt Canada will address the media today. And when he does... Every single thing he says will be either dumb or wrong or both. And none of it will matter. I'll be there. I'll ask questions too. And I'll get complete non-answers. And in at least two or three cases, the non-answer is going to be something that offends everybody. And it just doesn't matter. Here's why. This is what Mike Tomlin had to say about the offense at his press conference two days ago. I think the best way to sum up my evaluation of it, whether it's the collective unit or components of the unit, is that we've been better with every outing. And and so uh, it's reasonable to expect those pro- improvements to continue. Um, we haven't done enough to win the last two football games. And so um, there's reason for alarm as it pertains to that. But largely, I'm seeing um, improvements in all areas, whether it's individuals or whether it's the collective. OK, that doesn't matter. Here's what Mitch Trubisky had to say about the offense yesterday at his weekly press gathering. Anytime you hear those comments, I think it definitely gives you conf- confidence. And on the film, you've seen the improvements. We just haven't uh, been making those big plays or scoring as many points as I think we should have. Um, the plays are there. They're on film. We just got to go make them. And I think it comes down to execution, being more detailed um, throughout in practice. And sometimes it's just reps and sometimes it's just communication, getting on the same page. So um, we're just going to have a great week and hopefully put it all together. Okay, that doesn't matter either because neither of those things is remotely true. The offense is not making progress. The offense is not taking strides in some mythical form behind the scenes to get better. It's just not. It's terrible. It stinks on ice other than a handful of individual accomplishments along the way, such as, you know, running the ball for a half against Cleveland only to have the OC go, eh, we don't need to be doing that stuff and then pull the plug on it completely in the second half, such as throwing deep and finding George Pickens, finding Deontay Johnson, finding Chase Claypool, and getting at least some kind of results out of it, throwing to Pat Fryermuth on that last drive, while admittedly the Browns were back in a prevent defensive formation. Hey, it was still a couple of connections over the middle to the tight end, gasp! But it's sporadic. It's wildly inconsistent, except that it really isn't because it's mostly consistent, meaning consistently awful. And there's nothing that anyone can say to influence that in one direction or the other. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported. 
academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Here's another thing we've been doing, and again, I'm not exempting myself from this. Did it myself. We're taking every single thing that is spoken by any offensive member of this football team as it relates to play calling and turning it up into, oh, wow, they can't stand Matt Canada. There's a mutiny in the offing. They want to have him fired or whatever else here. They all know that these play calls stink. You know why? Because they can see it, too. They're not idiots. In fact, they know a whole hell of a lot more about it than any of us does. Because they're out there living it. They're the ones, they're, they're, they're the offensive linemen running effective offensive plays, only to see them taken completely off the table in the second half. They're the wide receivers who are running wide open and flapping their arms like birds when they don't get the ball. They understand this. There isn't some big, deep, dark secret. Aha! Inside the locker room, they're not happy with Matt Canada's play calling. No kidding! There's, there, there's no... Who would think that they would be? But you know what? None of that matters either. It doesn't matter if they're unhappy with Canada. It doesn't matter if they're unhappy with Trubisky. It doesn't matter if the coaches are favoring Trubisky or leaning toward him because they're thinking this or that. It doesn't. It doesn't. There is one thing, exactly one, that matters in this scenario. And that is, to quote Tomlin, meaning countless editions of Tomlin, all that matters is what they put on film, and what they've put on film is a gory horror flick. It's horrific to watch. So they can talk, they can say things are getting better, they can say, well, we're working on stuff. Chase Claypool can say, change is coming. And it makes for fun fodder for people like me and you. We can, we can have at it on subjects like that. Again, no exception here. If you've listened to the show this week, I've managed to squeeze a couple episodes out of it myself. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If they go onto that field on Sunday against the New York bleeping Jets and continue to be unable to move the football, unable to score more than a touchdown per game, then there's not going to be anything that anybody can say, including the head coach after the game and at next Tuesday's press conference. There isn't going to be anything that he can say. There isn't going to be any justification. There isn't going to be any more, oh, I'm really, really mad at the defense, you guys. You know, I, I'm really hacked off, I believe was his terminology, that Nick Chubb ran for a million yards, even though Nick Chubb runs for a million yards against everybody. That's my problem right now. The offense is getting there. <laughs> I mean, you just, you just can't do that. But it also doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At some point or other, all of the words are going to get flushed down the commode, which is exactly, not coincidentally, where the offense will be. When we come back, J1Q.
portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q isn't really a question. It comes from Carrie, and what she has is a follow-up to the main theme from yesterday's show about Tomlin always making the defense accountable publicly and never making the offense accountable publicly. Yes, of course, he makes them accountable behind the scenes. I reported only a month ago when he went into the offensive lineman's room and completely flipped his lid on those guys. Those guys play offense. I'm talking about what he does publicly here. Kerry writes, and I love this, here's an old-fashioned mom's analogy of this situation that I think fits. A dad is much harder on or expects more from his son, defense, than his daughter, offense. A dad thinks their daughter is perfect and everything will all just work out, but a son needs to be turned into a man. Now, yes, those concepts, Carrie, are antiquated beyond words, as you uh, impressively noted yourself. Because, you know, in modern times, all things being equal and everything else, that stuff doesn't apply. But the thinking that you're describing does apply. I really believe that. I don't think I've heard it worded better than this. Tomlin sees his defense as his baby, as his pride and joy. Why? Because he's been a defensive coach. I mistakenly said yesterday, by the way, on the show that Tomlin was a defensive player at William & Mary, which of course he wasn't. He was a wide receiver, and I knew that, just whatever. Since then, he was a secondary coach and went on to become a defensive mind, a, a terrific defensive mind in the National Football League. And of course, as often happens, whether you're offense or defense first, once you become a head coach, you have a very hard time letting go of those facets. Even when you have someone like Dick LeBeau running the defense, Tomlin still didn't have an easy time letting go of those things. And as history has told us, meaning after the fact, he was very, very involved in defensive signals when Coach LeBeau was here. So he's going to take it more personally, the way you're describing, Kerry. He's going to take it more like the dad would be let down by, oh, I don't know, the, the boy not hitting a three-run homer or something. My point yesterday, not to revisit the whole thing for everybody who already heard the show, is that that shouldn't matter. That's not something that should be relevant 
toward being a head coach. He doesn't gain anything. The Steelers don't gain anything as an institution. And way more importantly, the players at hand don't gain anything by only having one side of the football publicly called out. I can't even get into defending Tyson Alualu or whatever for losing his starting position. The film doesn't lie. He hasn't played well. When Tomlin was barking about those arm tackles up in Cleveland, he didn't name any names, but the film bears it out. Tyson isn't himself. Whether it has something to do with his coming back from that awful ankle injury from last year, whether it's the fact that he's 35 years old, whatever the case is, he hasn't been good. But Tyson, in essence, was called out. Montrevious Adams was declared publicly as outperforming Tyson, a veteran who's given a lot to this team. Whereas on the offensive side, everything's just, it's just awesome. It's just a work in progress. We're making strides. We're getting there. But then, Carrie, I have to come back to the theme of this show, which is that it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Even my getting upset over it from yesterday doesn't matter to me. And it shouldn't to anybody else. What has to happen this weekend is that the offense has to demonstrate progress, demonstrate strides, put up points, get first downs, not go one for nine on third downs, not go three and out every other possession. These things have to happen or there's nowhere to escape. There's nowhere to escape from the reality that A, you have a non-existent entity as an offensive coordinator, and a close to non-existent entity at quarterback. And I don't care which one ranks higher or lower on the list, because they both need big time addressed. It doesn't matter who's one or two. The solution needs to be one and two. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we will do another one of these tomorrow. You can tell I'm getting a little more worked up this week than the norm. I really, there's something about lack of accountability that just, just pushes my buttons. We'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs>